Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to the second half of the Patricia Raskin Show. Remember that we're rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. on the Health and Wellness Channel. So I hope that our listeners are going there as well. There's also an app, Voice America Talk Radio. And so you can use the app and you can also sign up on the app so that you are registered and you subscribe to the channel and to my program. We are talking to Rochelle Distelheim. She is an award-winning short story writer, and she's a Chicago native who recently released her debut novel, Sadie in Love, at 90 years old. She describes language and writing as her oxygen and has earned numerous short story literary awards and nominations, including one for the Best American Short Stories. She will discuss her novel, which brings us back to 1913 and the world of struggling Jewish immigrants in New York City's Lower East Side. The book focuses on magic, passion, and pure joy. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you. Yeah. How did you, how did you come up with this idea? And is it based on anybody you know, or maybe your life as a younger woman? That you're hiding, <laughs> or, or my or my younger dreams. I was very involved with the women's movement from the very beginning. Loved it, and I was um, the president of the local chapter for um, and, and not now, which is the national organization for women. Yeah. And I began yeah. to think about what women had been like uh, before, when they did not have the vote. And when they were just struggling very hard against both poverty and sexism. And so I began to fantasize about a woman. And that's how Sadie was born. Mm. So is she a composite of women that you knew about in that era? Well, maybe what I had hoped women would be like. I, I, I sort of... For my own specifications, I wanted someone with a lot of spirit who would uh, stand up for herself against all of the things that made women conform and lose out on this opportunity. And uh, so I had Sadie throw her shadle, her uh, wig, down the toilet as oh soon as God. she and uh, Fievel, the boy who had been picked for her in Poland, they both they married there, then they emigrated to the United States. And uh, very soon when she arrived, she saw this wonderful land of opportunity. And she wasn't going to stand and watch. She was going to be part of it. She threw her shadow down the toilet. The wow. uh, Bible said she'd never get into heaven, but that's not where she wanted to get into. <laughs> she wanted to get into the center of the city. Right. So what yeah, happened yeah. was, so, so you said that when uh, her, her late husband, he, she was a widow, and so she, then she decided. The, like, well, she's just widowed as the uh, book opens. Right. And she decides that, uh, as I'm reading here, an empty bed is a cold place for a hot-blooded woman. Wow. Right. That's something in the 1913s, Rochelle. That's right. <laughs> well, but he was dead, and she saw him floating around in heaven seated oh, because funny. his feet always hurt him. But they talked uh, a lot more after he died than they did while they were living together. Uh, and she, 
And she told, she wanted him to know that, she, you know, she made magic love knots. That's really at the center of the book. Sadie brought with her from the old country the um, menu, the, the, the potions that would give her magic love knots. She learned it from the, um, the, in the cemetery. The, the wife mm-hmm. of a fellow who ran the cemetery taught it to her one night. And, and what is a love America. knot? What is a love knot? Explain that. A, a love knot. Well, if you should go to her, Patricia, and tell her that you would have very sweet on a boy down the street or wherever, she would manage to get uh, maybe some sweat from his shirt or break into his locker at his gym and get oh. some of the dirt off of one of his shoes. Oh, wow. Anything at all that she could get that represented the young man into a love knot, and she did an incantation over it. Wow. That was very secret, very secret. And she charged 50 cents for each love knot. Wow. Can you give an example of the incantation, what it might say? Oh, the incant, well, oh, but nobody, nobody really knew it was so secret. I I couldn't possibly give it away. Isn't that interesting? And so, what would that do? That would bring the that person to you. That would get- that would that would make that person notice you. And there were a lot of marriages that ended up from ladies from Sadie's um, love knots. She had a now, big it, history of success. Now, let me ask you: Is that something that was real? People did love knots for real no, in life. No, it was absolutely out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had never, I'd never heard of it before. But you and know I, what? I Maybe just, that works. Maybe they think it about it. Might have. There were a lot of marriages, and uh, uh-huh. she was she was getting fifty cents, which was a lot of money in nineteen thirty. Oh, of course. Yeah. How incredible. And now, um, I don't want to give the book away, but then did she remarry, or do we not want to tell that? Uh, well, say that she's very close, and she's on her way by the time the book ends. Because right. she did pick, she picked a very a poetry reading ice man, and uh, oh. who was in love with his dead wife. So it was a, a little bit of a struggle, but you have to read the book to find out what she Amazing. did. Amazing. Now, is there going to be a sequel to this? Oh, I haven't even thought of that. But maybe now that you mention it. There should be. Wow. wow. Just a, really quite a story. Quite a story. Um, and, and not so far-fetched today. You know, when we think about uh, when we put our, our wishes into dream boxes or we create vision boards, I mean, it's similar. What about, the, what about going online with, what do they call it? What are the... the Dating the, sites. Uh, matchmaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Same thing. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Now, um, when you published your book, did you have challenges? And, you know, do you feel uh, that you created a stepping stone for other female authors? But what challenges did you have? Oh, they were were very, very hard to walk over. Um, Getting published, uh, I was unknown. I, I had had a long series of uh, publications for short stories, but that doesn't pour over into meaning that somebody's going to pu- publish your novel. I, I was turned down and turned down and turned down, and I simply refused the, 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 the fact that, it was, that I might never get this into print, and so I continued to pursue. 
and sent the book to any agent or any agent or public or press that I heard of mm. and uh, continued to I guess it was just a matter of of going on long enough mm. how and long did I, it take you uh, 15 years wow I wrote wow. this book 15 years ago yes but I now have a second novel completely written and waiting waiting to roll as soon as I, I I'm finished with uh, Sadie. Rochelle, here's my question to you. And this is a question that when you answer it will help everybody who really wants something and has waited for years to get it. What kept you going for those 15 years? What kept you, I I mean, without saying I've had it, I'm done. What kept you going? I believed in Sadie as I'm in a writing group. I read a lot of work of other people. I read a lot of published work. And I felt that Sadie was a very hearty contender, that she simply had to find the right person who would take a chance on her. And I refused. Uh, I, I kept putting her back in the drawer and saying, Sadie, you're going to get out of there any year now. Wow. I simply refused. Wow. I refused for her not to get out. Do, do you, Rochelle, do you feel that you handle most of life like that when you really want something? You say, it's just going to happen no matter what it takes. Uh, well, I say I'm going to try to make this happen no matter what it takes. Uh, mm-hmm. you're not, we're not completely in charge. But yes, I, I wanted to go to Northwestern to the School of Journalism and uh at that time, there was a quarter at Northwestern, but I got in, and I tried to, when I tried for jobs, once I was out of college, I, I tried for assignments for magazines, I gave it my best shot, and uh, refused to think that I was offering something that wasn't as good as anything else there. Mm-hmm. You, you simply have to be your own best advocate. Mm. And believe in it. Yeah. Yes. So So what is your concept or advice on patience? Because you really, really had patience. Oh, on patience? Well, people tell me I'm impatient because I want things to happen very quickly. But over the long run, I felt that it was only a matter of my finding the right reader who would uh, love Sadie as much as I did. And I did. I met exactly the right publisher. And mm-hmm. um, by mail, I met him. I mean, I, I sent it to him, and, and after that, we were away going. We got together, and, and Sadie came to be. You have to, I think you have to be sure that what you're offering the world is really good and either is mm-hmm. not there in any other way or your, your formula for it is better, et cetera. You just have to continue to, to push. Mm-hmm. And I, as you said, I, be your I, own best friend. You yeah, have well, to. My husband offered in... to publish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you uh, saying? My husband offered to publish the book for me. He, he couldn't stand to see me suffering, and I said, "No, I want a stranger to come and love it." And this so, is well, your husband who offered to publish yeah. it. Pardon? Who who offered to publish it? You said your husband? It's a, uh, A-U-B-A-D-E Publishing. In, uh, oh. Uh, okay. It's an American, a small American press. And you said no? No, no. I say my husband offered, you know, you can self-publish these right. days. Right. And my husband right. offered to sponsor it, and, and he'd pay for the publishing, et cetera. 
But that wasn't what I wanted. I wanted a stranger. Mm. What boy? What an inspirational story. Do you think that um, being a feminist gave you that independence and strength to achieve your goals, Rochelle? I think that being a feminist meant that I always felt that I had a lot to offer and that being a woman was not going to keep me back and Mm. that I was going to, I'm going to, I was going to stand stand there until I dropped or I was going to move on, but I was going to try to to make it happen for me. Mm. All right. We're going to continue our conversation with Rochelle Distelheim. Amazing, amazing, 90 years old and thriving and moving ahead. Just published her first novel, which is called Sadie in Love, and about to publish her second book, Jerusalem as a Second Language. We'll talk about that after the break. And Rochelle, what is your website for people? Oh, my website is Sadie in Love, one word, Sadie in Love novel. At dot com. Okay, com. So, folks, take a right. look at this. It's a wonderful novel. It's an inspirational, fun, lots of love and spirit and spunk. Uh, and a woman ahead of her time. Okay. Wonderful. All right, you're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show with my guest, Rochelle Distelheim, author of Sadie in Love. And we'll come back and talk more to Rochelle about her next book and uh, what she sees in her life. She is uh, 90 years old and making it all happen as she has throughout her life. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, The Trauma and Beauty of Being Human, with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests or people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back. I'm very excited uh, I'm interviewing uh, my amazing guest. Her name is Rochelle Disselheim. She's an award-winning short story writer, Chicago native, who released her debut novel, Sadie in Love, at 90 years old. After wanting to publish this by a traditional publishing house for 15 years, she stayed with it and she got her wish. And it's a, it's a wonderful book. And... It, I think you'll really enjoy it. We're going to hear more about it right now from Rochelle. Welcome back, Rochelle. Hello. All right. I'm here. Good. Yeah. Um, by the way, what did you do in your life prior to writing? What was your work? Was it as a writer? Oh, well, my, I, w- I was out of graduate, out of um, journalism school, and I wrote articles for, North, for New York magazines. I would fly all over the country. Uh, to see, to, to do, to pick up these these stories, and then they'd be published in McCall's and Good Housekeeping and Ladies Home Journal, and Working mm. Woman, and mm. uh, et cetera. Glamour. What kind of what kind of stories were they? Uh, oh, they were most of them were very exciting stories. I went into the operating room while a, a female pediatric surgeon operated on a on an infant. And that mm-hmm. was the story that a woman was a pediatric surgeon. At that mm-hmm. time, women were not allowed in, a, in an OR with infants. Right. This, wow. and so I, I did a story on twins who were separated at birth and, and uh, reunited as adult women married. And I went mm-hmm. from one to the other and found out that, that nurture does not dominate over nature because they had named their children said the same names, they had the mm. same dog, and they had the same foliage. Mm. Well, so speaking the, of that, you have to see the movie Identical Strangers, which I are triplets. I just yeah. saw it because yeah. I, that's, up, that's about triplets, right? Tri- yeah, triplets, yeah. Only that wasn't so happy. I mean, the separation wasn't so great. But, <clears throat> but they also do say, you know, that there were a lot of similar habits. Although their personalities were different, the habits were very similar. That's so interesting. Right. So you did that for years as a, as a writer. Right. And then wow. I, I got tired of doing nonfiction. I, I started, my, while my children were very young, I would uh, write, I would be able to write while they were napping or if they were in kindergarten. And I started to write short stories and I began to be successful. A lot, a lot, a lot of them have been published. And then mm-hmm. I decided that it's time for a novel. Of oh, course, not, not yeah. right away, but after a while. 
Let's talk about the novel Sadie in Love. I mean, you, you told us the backstory uh, that this was Sadie Schuster, and I'll just read here for a minute. Forty-ish, plumpish, a suffragette, and recently widowed, and she spent more time talking to her late husband, who was dead, five-old than when he was alive, and she just decided that now that she was single or widowed, that an empty bed is a cold place for a hot-blooded woman. So it goes into her whole thing about being a lover of dancing and pictures and words and and these love knots that she created. So tell us more about the book. And this was in well, the 1920s, or right? Or 13? This is 1913. Wow. Yes. And, and when Sadie, in this book, when Sadie marches one day with her, um, with her self-other uh, feminists, they have garbage thrown at them. They're men who, men who follow them and come into the park where they're trying to speak, and they throw open up garbage bags and put them all over the women. That's how the, the women's movement began. When the mm-hmm. women's movement re- um, raised its head in the United States, right, when was that, 1960 or so, mm-hmm. uh, women would say to me, I'm already uh, liberated, meaning that they were able to shop as they wished to shop, and they, they, perhaps they had help in their home, and they didn't feel that they were being criticized or, or dominated by men. But that's not what we meant. We meant that all women of all color had problems and they had to band together. And that is the main difference. Today, even the Me Too movement, I think you'll agree, is, is prospering because all women are staying together and coming out and joining it's, it's not It's not splitting. At the beginning, the women's movement split Caucasian women from African-American women, perhaps, because they felt we didn't have the same problems. But we do, whether you're being underpaid as a school teacher or as a clerk at uh, Target, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're fighting the same fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rochelle, what do you see, and I know we, we wanted to talk more about the book, and just take a look at it, people. It's so fascinating about the spunk of someone in that era, really ahead of her time. So take a look at it and go to, again, um, tell us again, Sadie in Love, the novel, correct? Sadie in Love novel dot com? Well, it's Sadie in Love novel, one word, dot com. Yes, and it's only fourteen ninety five. Okay, great. Tell us. What you see now, you know, I mean, you were in the women's movement when you were younger. What's your take on the women's movement now? Where we are, how far we've come, where we need to go? What do you see? Well, you're you're probably aware that there are more women running for public office now than ever before. And for major jobs, governor, um, senator, and uh, that's very important. You don't need the National Organization of Women to hold anymore. They're, They're... they're being recognized by our major parties that they are formidable uh, candidates, mm-hmm. and women not only not only Caucasian women, but women of color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you see? We have about a, a couple minutes left. So, what do you do? You think we've progressed tremendously, not just in terms of position, but in other areas? Do you think oh, we still I, have I a, a ways to go? So many, so many more women now at the very top of major corporations. And as I said, so many women running not for school board, but for governor. Right. right. I, I what do you think about women emotionally Do you th- in relationships? Do you think we've grown there? 
I think so. I think that women now, when they get out of college, are not looking. When I was graduated from Northwestern, you had to have a diamond on your hand or you wore mittens. Right now, <laughs> now, now everybody, women are using college as a stepping stone to graduate school and to right. other and very, very good jobs. I think right. we, we see ourselves as having independent lives, and it has nothing to do with our ability to love. In fact, yeah. if you love yourself well, you're always going to love your partner. That's wonderful. Rochelle, it has been a delight and an honor to interview you and an inspiration. Truly. Thank you so much. Thank you. And again, the book is Sadie in Love. Took Rochelle 15 years to get this published. She is now 90, and she has this wonderful novel called Say Go to Sadie in Love Novel.com. Stay on the line for a minute, Rochelle. Thanks so much for being on the program. All right, Rochelle Distelheim. Thank you for inviting me. Welcome. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Write me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. And remember, listen to the rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. on VoiceAmerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. Right now, we're on the Variety Channel. And I love you all. Thank you for listening and giving me the opportunity to introduce such amazing people to bring to you to enrich your lives. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. 